Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Well, I guess we have to start with congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs, the winners of Super Bowl 57, 38-35 over the Philadelphia Eagles, a uh, highly competitive, entertaining game, and uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs doing the kind of things that Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs do, as they did to the Titans during the regular season. Uh, that uh, that's that's kind of what happens with this team. But uh, the the NFL offseason is now officially in full swing. And uh, the Tennessee Titans, notably Rand Carthen, has made his first significant move in hiring Chad Brinker from the uh, Green Bay Packers as his assistant general manager. It's a uh, it, it's a move reminiscent of john robinson when he took over his uh his first major move was hiring ryan cowden as director of player personnel it seems like you know that's what you do there you you bring in a guy to be your right hand man and and sort of uh, help get your message out to the rest of the personnel staff the coaching staff underwent a big shakeup last week uh some people changing positions, a number of people changing positions, not, not a whole lot of new names to the staff. And there's, there's one opening that remains, uh, but, but Mike Rabel staying consistent to what he has done throughout his Titans tenure uh, in, in sticking with guys he knows and, uh, and and has worked with, and and in particular guys he has worked with, with this team. Uh, We will talk about, uh, talk about those things and more on this episode of uh, Believe in Titans podcast uh, with our our usual lineup, former Titans cornerback Denard Walker. Denard, good day, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. I'd like to say congratulations to Patrick Mahomes, uh, King Mahomes. I will call him from here on out. <laughs> he is uh, he he is he is pretty good and 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 a little tougher than maybe people might have realized. A lot too, tougher playing. Uh, playing as he has on that ankle the last couple weeks. And uh, John Glennon, John, how are you, sir? 
I am well, and you? Doing great. I am, uh, of course, David Beauclair. And, and again, this is the Believe in Titans podcast, which is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one choice for all your sports betting this season. Everything from pro and college basketball to UFC, MMA, and more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online with live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. So, uh, so gentlemen, I, I, if I recall correctly, a week or so ago, we, uh, we all picked the Philadelphia Eagles to win Super Bowl 57. Um, the, the Chiefs instead won for the second time in four years. And, and that's a team, of course, the Titans nearly beat during the regular season without uh, without Ryan Tannehill in the lineup. Had him on the ropes the uh, uh, almost that entire game. So, uh uh, John Glennon, I'll, I'll start with you. What what do you take away from from Kansas City get, getting back on top, and uh, uh, you know how the Titans matched up with him? Do you do you feel better about the Titans' season based on on that result, or is, is there something something good Titans fans can take from that? Uh, you know, I, I don't think it, it really alters the Titans' season too much, honestly. You know, I, I think. Uh, teams differ from week to week and and you know just because the titans played the chiefs uh you know close you know midway through the season or so uh doesn't necessarily say that the titans are close to the chiefs at this point or or every week um you know i i think a couple of thoughts you know in in looking at the chiefs win winning this super bowl and as you mentioned you know two of the last uh, uh, four super bowls you know, for for so long, you know, obviously we 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 heard the mantra that 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 defense wins uh, Super Bowls and so forth, and and you know, I think really we're we're starting to see that that are not starting to see that we're we're definitely seeing that trend continuing to go in a different direction. Um, you know, and and the Chiefs again, you know, put up uh, thirty eight points to to win that game, and and you know, you look back. Five of the last seven winners of the of the Super Bowl scored at least thirty one points. Eight of the last eleven winners scored at least twenty eight points. So, you know, I I think again when we're comparing it to the Titans, you know, obviously the Titans are going to have to find a way to score to score more points consistently. Just being a, a good, sound defensive team and being able to put up about twenty to twenty five points, you know, as this team has done the last couple of years. Uh, is not enough. And then maybe the other thing that struck me, and again, is I'm, I'm kind of relating things to the Titans, um, you know, is the creativity that we always see from the Kansas City Chiefs offense. And that's one of the things that I that I really hope that Tim Kelly finds a way to to bring to this offense next year is, is you know, increased creativity. And, and what really struck me, the, the – uh, a couple the the two touchdown passes the Chiefs threw early in the in the fourth quarter one to Sky Moore one to Kadarius Tony both tremendous use of motion on, on the play to get to scheme guys open uh, for for short touchdown passes in the red zone 
And we saw motion used again on the Travis Kelsey touchdown pass too to help him get open. Those are the kinds of things that I hope, you know, uh, Tim Kelly can help incorporate with the Titans in order to kind of take them to a, uh, to a higher level uh, offense next year. Denard John talks about Kansas City's offense and, and the points they scored. The Titans limited them to 20 points on November 6th. Since then, the Chiefs scored more than that in, in every game, uh, hit 34 more times during the regular season, 30 or more, four times during the regular season, scored 38 in the, uh, in the highest scoring Super Bowl ever. What, what, are the, what did the Titans do that, that most of the rest of the NFL couldn't do to the Kansas City Chiefs this year? Well, the, first of all, if you look at Tennessee's defense before that game, uh, when they went into Arrowhead, I, I alluded to the fact that Tennessee can play with anybody defensively. They matched up well against Kansas City. It's all about matchups in this league. It's not about schemes all the time. And Tennessee absolutely dominated Kansas City for about four quarters uh, because of the play of Jeffrey Simmons and that defensive line. Uh, if you watch that game, Patrick Mahomes was under duress pretty much the whole game. And if you look at the year prior to that, Tennessee blew Kansas City right out of the stadium in Nashville. What was it, 27 to 3? And they let their foot off the gas in the second half. Yeah. So that should tell you that this game is about matchups. I know quite well, David, I've, uh, in the past, uh, I think that's the reason that a long time ago we were able to beat Jacksonville. It wasn't because we were a better team, it wasn't uh, because uh, we out-schemed them. I just think that we matched up well against uh, Jacksonville because if you look at our playoff run, especially in two, uh, 1999, if you look at the game against Jacksonville and Miami, Jacksonville put up 66 points against a great Miami defense that whooped our behinds when we went down to South Florida and played that year. So it's all about matchups in this game. And I think that's the – well, excuse me, that's the reason that Tennessee was able – to limit Kansas City's offense uh, in that uh, in the game this year uh, down in Arrowhead. Yeah, it, it it's interesting. We you know the Chiefs have won two of the last four Super Bowls. Uh, you go back to 2019. The uh, the Titans were the last team to beat the Chiefs that season when uh, when Tennessee got the blocked field goal at the end, won 35-32 on November 10th in Nashville. Had the Chiefs on the ropes in the conference championship game that year, as you said, Denard whipped them last year, and and, and then this year you know gave the Chiefs all they wanted. Uh, in in Kansas City in, in a primetime game without Ryan Tannehill, that that defensive line doing its thing, uh, it 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 leads into the the notion that the uh, the Titans are one of twelve NFL teams that have never won a Super Bowl. The others being Arizona, Atlanta, Buffalo, Carolina, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Detroit, Houston, Jacksonville the LA Chargers and Minnesota. Um, it, it's clear that, you know, Kansas City is the gold standard right now. Kansas City is the team to beat. The Titans match up really well with Kansas City. Uh, you know, Mike Rabel seems to seems to have answers. You figure if you if if they meet in the playoffs and the Titans are healthy, you you know, you can you can feel good that the Titans are going to have a a scheme that will give them a chance there, but uh uh, of these 12 teams that uh that that have never won a super bowl 
John Glennon, which, which one do you think is 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 most likely or has the best chance to to do it next season? Is, is it the Titans, or if not, where do the Titans sort of fall into that list? I would pick if I had to to put a a, a bet on one. Uh, I would go with the Bengals. Uh, not not going way out on a limb Good. there. Um, you know, I think clearly the uh, the key you know, to, to any contender these days, or probably the biggest key anyway, is having that elite play uh, at quarterback. We've seen that from Joe Burrow. Uh, we've seen that that he plays uh, especially well uh, in, in high-stakes games. Um, and you when you look at what is coming back offensively for the Bengals next year, you know, you've got your T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, that whole offensive line comes back. Now, they've got some significant questions in the secondary. A lot of guys, the UFA, uh, you know, Von Bell, Jesse Bates, Eli Apple are all UFA, pending UFAs anyway. So there's some questions there. But to me, they're the, they would be the my choice, followed closely by Buffalo again. Obviously, Josh Allen, elite quarterback, still hasn't, uh, you know, made that, that big leap quite yet, but, but he's close. But, you know, in terms of where the Titans stand, um, you know, I, I think certainly I, I would like their chances above, you know, Arizona, Atlanta, Carolina, Cleveland, Houston. Um, you know, there are some other teams that, that the Titans might be in the in the mix with. You look at like Jacksonville up and coming, Trevor Lawrence, uh, outstanding quarterback. Detroit, the way they finished the season, you know, as hot as any other team. And Jared Goff playing playing great, probably in that in that sort of mix as well. And Minnesota is kind of a toss up. You know, they, they had the great regular season record, but really, uh, you know, uh, what, what is Kirk Cousins and, and what is their future there? Uh, and, of course, the team I didn't mention, Chargers, always look like they're on the brink of being that next great team, but really haven't taken that step yet. So uh, I'd say Titans above about six, five or six of those teams easy, easily in a mix with some of the others. Denard, same thing to you, I guess. Is there is there any team on on that list that looks to you like one that you say, boy, ne- next year could really could really be their moment, and they and they get their names off that list. Next year, it could have been this year, Cincinnati. <laughs> easily, <I'm> a... <laughs> if yeah. you're Zach Taylor, you wonder why they're probably feeling like you know that should be us hoisting right now the Lombardi Trophy. If it wasn't for that hit out of bounds, we don't know what would have happened. You look at last year, they went into Kansas City and beat Patrick Mahomes in that team and then if it wasn't for Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford then last year Cincinnati is hoisting the Lombardi Trophy they've been like that close an inch close from touching that Lombardi Trophy and I know how demoralizing that is to Zach Taylor and his group but right now I got the Cincinnati as long as Joe Burrow and they got that those five guys protecting him watch out Cincinnati maybe they could be uh the 21st century version of the Buffalo Bills <laughs> the way they're yeah. looking right now <laughs> you know and it's interesting John you talk about it you know being such a quarterback centric league right now and and you look at the teams on this on this list you you know you both mentioned Joe Burrow Josh Allen is there in Buffalo although I'm I'm a little more out on Buffalo this postseason it seems like they lean just too much on Josh Allen to have to do something spectacular to to win to win them games at this point which he's capable of doing but I I don't think it's a formula that's going to get you wins every week particularly in in the postseason they're they're going to have to sort of reconfigure what they're doing on offense but uh 
you know, Jared Goff, you mentioned in Detroit, who was a first overall pick in uh, in this league. Jacksonville with Trevor Lawrence, who's the first overall pick. Joey Herbert in, in with the Chargers. And, and even Cleveland, if Deshaun Watson gets back to doing Deshaun Watson type things, they, you know, they could, uh, they they could be a real problem for people, and I, and I think Jim Schwartz is going to make a, make a big difference with that defense too. If if I'm gonna if I'm gonna go a, a dark horse in this list, I would say uh, I would say Cleveland is a team that uh, that folks really need to watch out for uh, next season. That you know they, there's been a lot of hype around that franchise the last couple of years. People are sort of off the bandwagon now, which is which is kind of where you think you know what they once people stop paying attention things uh things can get uh can get a little bit easier sometimes and uh we'll see it it that, that all feels a long way off right now but uh but those uh i, I think there's I, I think among those uh, among those 12 teams most of them have uh reason for optimism of course we sit here with the titans as you know as we have discussed that their quarterback situation very much uncertain at the moment but what we do know is that uh most of the coaching staff is in place whoever is the quarterback tim kelly will be the guy calling the plays this year uh moved over from passing game coordinator uh this, this past season his first with the titans and and uh uh, you know, I, I guess ultimately it, it was not a uh, it was not a a move that was universally well received by the fan base. If uh, if I could judge based on what we saw on social media, I don't think it was a it was a huge surprise in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, John, what, what did you think when when you heard Tim Kelly is the offensive coordinator? What do you what do you think we you know you, you talked about it a little bit already? What what do you think we might see differently out of this bunch this year? Well, yeah, I, you know, th- this hire is, is is not one that that you know I'm well, a I'm not surprised with, but b you know I'm I'm not you know uh, crushed uh, you, you know in, in the sense that that a lot of Titans fans seem to be that there seemed to be this knee jerk response that we must get someone from from outside the organization automatically, you know, anyone who was tainted by last year. Uh, is automatically disqualified. And I think that's ridiculous when it comes to Tim Kelly. Uh, you know, first of all, obviously he only spent the one year here uh, with this offense, so he's not to be blamed that he was he was working under under Todd Downing. Uh, um, you know, and, and he has a, has a good track record as well. He, he did some good things in Houston, uh, certainly with Deshaun Watson, and and even you know with a guy like a Davis Mills, I think he certainly showed some that that he can improve. Uh, uh, you know, a young quarterback as well. So I think, he, you know, he's got a, a pretty solid resume, a good track record. There's something to be said for familiarity with with players or, you know, with, with coaches, with, with staff. You know, there, there's less of a transition that, that has to take place uh, in, in that regard, less time wasted in, in that uh, respect. Um, and also, this is an offensive system, even if it's not radically overhauled, this is an offensive system that has worked. You know, it was under it was excellent under Arthur Smith for two years. It was okay the first year under Todd Downing, and of course bottomed out last year. But you know, the, the system isn't necessarily god awful. Um, all that said, I still I, I I guess I find myself wondering why the Titans didn't wait until after the Super Bowl uh, and potentially interview a guy like Eric Bieniemy. 
uh, of the Chiefs, un unless you know there's a sense that the enemy wasn't interested, which is certainly possible. Uh, um, but you know, to me, uh, after uh, you know the, the number of interviews that, that he's had in the past, the fact that it was reported there was interest anyway on the Titans, why get so close to the Super Bowl? Why not just take it a few more days? You know, extend that invitation if it hadn't been, you know, put out there already. Get a get a listen to guys like the enemy, you know, potentially Matt Nagy as well. Bring them in, listen to their ideas anyway. Get get some fresh ideas from them. Uh, you know, who knows? Maybe they end up being a better candidate. But uh, you know, I got the sense that Mike Vrabel had his guy. Uh, you know, through this whole uh, through this whole situation, and uh, and wound up. Uh, uh, you know, making that hire before the Super Bowl. Denard, when when you were with the Titans, uh, Greg Williams, your defensive coordinator, left, uh, went uh, went to become head coach of the Buffalo Bills. Jim Schwartz was promoted from within to become defensive coordinator. Uh, do do you expect? You know, what what's your experience like that with it? Do, do guys typically just? take the playbook that, that exists in that situation and, and make a couple tweaks to it? Or is, is there the possibility for Tim Kelly to, to almost throw the Titans playbook out and, and put in whatever he was largely what he was doing in Houston? What, I mean, what do you expect to happen there? Well, David, about Jim Schwartz, I left along with Greg Williams, you know, oh, I was out of the, yeah, I was going bad, to, yeah. I left in free agency. They paid me a lot of money. So I had to leave. But, you know, again, it's all about the system. And I, you know what? You kind of saw, we, we all saw this coming. I don't think that Tim Kelly was brought to Nashville to be the passing game coordinator for another year uh, for the Titans. Uh, you know, him and Mike Vrabel, they go back to their days in Houston. There's familiarity between these two. They've coached together before. But what I love about Tim Kelly is if I'm looking for a offensive coordinator, I have to ask myself, you know, can he work well with the quarterbacks? And if you look at Tennessee, you got two young quarterbacks, Josh Dobbs and Malik Willis. You look at Tim Kelly and look what he last year, I mean, 2021, what he did with the young Davis Mills out of Stanford. He did a phenomenal job. I was reading where in 2021, Davis Mills set a franchise rookie record for passing yards. He ranked second in passing rating and he led all of QBs in red zone uh, red zone passing. Also, if you look at 2020, look at how uh, Houston pushed the ball downfield. Brandon Cooks had arguably his best season. So if you're Tennessee, we about 17 weeks, I think amongst the three of us, we talked about the lack of perimeter game. Look at how Houston, they really pushed the ball. What you love about that is they had an elite receiver in Brandon Cooks. Now, you think, and I want to ask you and uh, John and you and David, you think with the hiring of Tim Kelly, do you see Rand Carthon saying, listen, we need some explosive uh, players uh, on the perimeter. Could Brandon Cooks be a possibility and could he be a fixture in Nashville next season? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think uh, I think it's definitely a possibility that, you know, the, the, the Texans ties to this organization mm -hmm. certainly uh, certainly have run deep since uh, – since since Mike Vrabel has been the head coach, both from players and and coaches, it's uh, it, it's not out of the question. I, and I think there are uh, I, you know I think there are other guys though too. I mean, we all know there's uh, there's more wide receivers than ever in this uh, in the 
in in the you know capable I guess wide receivers and and big fast wide receivers right now. I think it's I think it's very much a possibility in the draft. I think it's uh, I think it's very much a possibility in free agency and and of course there's you know there's there's the belief I'm sure within those walls that uh, that Traylon Burks is is going to be able to do. So, you know, a, a lot underneath if, as long as they've got somebody fast enough to, to run down the field. Like I, I, my guess is as, as dismal as it looked, the Titans aren't looking at it as it, it's going to take just a ton of changes to, to fix mm-hmm. the passing game. It's going to take better protection. It's going to take one or two more options and, and you go from there. Do, do you agree, John? Yeah, and and I don't know whether I'm I'm jumping the gun on our our topics or not, but I'll I'll dive right in there and, and I'll say, speaking of protection, uh, you know, we haven't talked a lot about you know the um, uh, the other changes. Of course, the Titans had a myriad of of changes at the in the coaching staff, uh, and to me, one of the most kind of fascinating was what they did on the offensive line. Um, you know, and again, he stayed in house on this one. Mike Brable did. Um, but what he did instead of hiring uh, or, or, you know, promoting the longtime assistant offensive line coach uh, in Mike Sullivan, uh, he went uh, to a, st- a rung below that with uh, Jason Hotailing, um, who had been not the assistant offensive line coach, but an, an assistant to Mike Sullivan, basically. Um, and, and the background to me is pretty fascinating when you look at Jason Hotailing's uh, background also uh, a guy you know before he joined the Titans I think in, in 2020 or maybe 2021 he was the offensive line coach at Colgate uh, prior to that he was a head coach at Wagner so these are not your typical you know uh, power five schools that move straight into the into the NFL um, and this is obviously a very important hire as bad as the offensive line was last year and as many changes as we might see in the offensive line coming up, uh, um, this is a critical, critical hire. And Mike Brabel was very uh, excited about the interview that that Jason Hotelling had for this for this job. Really gave him high marks for the interview. But I'm kind of fascinated that that is maybe of all of the many, many changes they made on the coaching staff. That to that to me sort of stands out. Uh, Jason Hotelling is the new offensive line coach. Um, Kind of going out on a, on a limb a little bit on on that one, uh, and we'll see how it works out. Yeah, it was interesting. Mike Vrabel said on the day that that Rand Carthen was introduced at, as GM that that one thing he felt he had learned in five seasons as head coach is how important the relationship between the offensive coordinator and the offensive line coach is. And, and you you have to you have to wonder if as is you know how much Tim Kelly had input into that decision because, you know, Kelly and the, you know, Kelly and hoteling were, were guys who were, you know, sort of, sort of, I don't want to say secondary positions, but they had very, you know, smaller roles than, than a lot of other guys did, at least in terms of the definition of their roles. And you wonder how much time they spent together, how much time they spent talking, you know, was, was hoteling a, a candidate, before the decision was made on Tim Kelly, or was it something where Kelly was informed, "Hey, you're going to get the job," and he said, "You know, you might think about uh, you might think about this guy as as the offensive line coach because I really, uh, you know, I really feel like he and I are in sync there." And uh, and 
things kind of grew from there. But let, let's let's run down these uh, the moves of of the coaches who are sticking around, but will have uh, have different jobs. Tony Dews goes from running backs coach to tight ends coach. Pat O'Hara goes from quarterbacks coach to pass game analyst. Luke Steckel goes from tight ends coach to run game analyst. Now these uh, th- these analyst positions are are something new, you know, in terms of being uh, well-defined positions on this staff. And, uh, um, you know, that will, it, it remains to be seen. It, it, it's, it feels like those are demotions. Uh, additionally, the Titans hired Charles London from the, uh, from the Falcons, where he was quarterbacks coach as their pass game coordinator slash quarterbacks coach. They did add Chris Harris, who, uh, who had interest from other teams as defensive coordinator, including the, uh, San Francisco 49ers, most notably a, a great defense. He interviewed for that coordinator position. He's going to be their cornerbacks coach and their defensive pass game coordinator. And uh, uh, Lori Locust becomes the first female coach on staff as defensive quality control. And Justin uh, Hamilton uh, is another quality control coach. So uh, um, a, a lot of moving parts on the uh, on the coaching staff this year. And, and Denard, I'll ask you, you know, we we you you talked about Tim Kelly as a guy who who has a history of working well with young quarterbacks. Um, Pat O'Hara has been the quarterbacks coach. Being moved out of that role, does does do, do you and do you read anything into that in terms of what the Titans are thinking with the quarterback position right now? Well, yeah. I, well, first of all, you was right as far as what that analyst would stack on them. That's called you're just demoted. Uh, and what does an analyst do? Is that a new name that they just uh, put in? Um, but they're looking to take this quarterback, uh, this room to, it, it's a totally different direction. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of changes. You got a new offensive coordinator in town, David, but uh, I, I just, you know, I got to get this off my mind. The yeah. the move with Lori Locust, that, that is a huge move. We, we talked about, uh, this organization, and I'm not deviating from your question, but you think about what the experience that she brings here to Nashville. She's not, this is not a hire uh, just for publicity, number one. She won a Super Bowl in 2020 with Tampa Bay. And you think about some of the notable defensive linemen she worked with. You're talking about one of my favorite players, big, uh, I call him V Square, Vita Vey. You're talking about the years that he had a Pro Bowl player, 15 sacks in what, three years between 1990? I mean, excuse me, 2019 and 2022. I mean, he's been racking them up. And I love the way this woman, she can flat out coach. So she's going to be a huge asset to this defensive line uh, in 2023 for Tennessee. Uh, yeah, the, the interesting move to me in, in there was that, you know, Tony Dew's going from, uh, running backs coach to tight ends coach, you know, I, I, I think by any measure you, you look at the job Tony Dews has done, whether it's, it's, you know, Derek Henry's evolution and, and to becoming the dominant running back in the NFL to a guy who this year was, was a better pass receiver than he's ever been. You, you look back last year when, uh, when Derrick Henry was hurt and Deontay Foreman and, and Dontrell Hilliard uh, kept the running game going, I, you know, no one can, no one can, or I think will say Tony Dews did not do a good job as a running backs coach. It, it feels like uh, 
that, that you know, the, the tight ends, the move to tight ends coach maybe is uh, is a step, a, a lateral step to help him take a, a step forward at some point. Because as we've seen, you know, Arthur Smith here went from tight ends coach to coordinator. Todd Downing, who had a history of being a quarterback's coach one year as a coordinator before he got here, was tight ends coach and then went to coordinator. I, I guess maybe the fact that, you know, if you're coaching the tight ends, you're obviously very much involved in the run game. You're very much involved in the pass game that that maybe that that is seen as expanding your uh, your knowledge base in a way that 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 will give you more opportunities. But, uh, you know, the, the position of running backs coach hasn't been filled yet. And, uh you know, Derrick Henry's a guy you certainly want to keep happy. It, it's it's not a move that you say, well, we need somebody who can really teach Derrick Henry a lot of things, but you but you do want to keep Derrick Henry happy, and I and I think that'll be that'll be really interesting to see how that plays out in that way. And, and John, I'm curious uh, among those other moves, which which one jumped out to you there? Well, I was going to make make mention first of all. You talked about the the running backs, uh, running back coach position. Um, they actually did reportedly hire today uh, former Broncos offensive coordinator Justin Outen. Outen, I'm, I'm not exactly sure how he pronounces his last name. Um, as a running backs coach and 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 run game coordinator, uh, hasn't been official, uh, but but it was reported by uh, Tom Pelissero, NFL.com was was one of them. Um, but it's pretty interesting, as I say, he was hired not only as running backs coach but also as the run game coordinator. Uh, and then, as you mentioned earlier, you know, like, uh, Luke Steckel, when, when he was moved from tight ends coach, was given the title run game analyst. So now, as far as I can tell, you've got, you know, run game analyst uh, alongside a running back coach and a run game coordinator. Uh, and interesting to see how that, that, that all uh, pans out. But I do, uh, I agree with you on Tony Dews. Uh, I, I don't think that was a demotion. I do think that's kind of uh, rounding out his resume if he wants to maybe take a step forward. Uh, you know, in some sense, he might might say if a team was looking to make a promotion from that, uh, for Tony Dews, is it hard to, to look at him and say, okay, sure, Derrick Henry is doing great things, but, you know, did he really need to be coached to, to be doing great things? You know, you could at least raise that question um at, at this point but you know if he goes on and, and also does a great job with tight ends uh and, and i really like tony dues you know certainly that that may, puts him in an even better position to get another promotion from there um i i'm intrigued um by uh charles london uh the the new uh quarterbacks coach and passing game coordinator uh because he has already received some interest um you know i think he may have had an interview or two for for an offensive coordinator He's got a rounded background already. You know, he's been a running backs coach. He's been a quarterbacks coach. Um, you know, he uh, he was he was working down at the Senior Bowl this year, uh, which shows that he was kind of one of those uh, coaches. Uh, you know, there was kind of one coach from every team that was sort of sent down to the Senior Bowl and and said, you know, this is a guy that that is sharp. Uh, you know, he's got a bright mind. Looks like he's going somewhere. Uh, you know, we hope people get a look at him. And and Mike Brabel. Uh, did say that that he liked what he saw from uh, from Charles London down there. So that that's one guy I'm intrigued. Um, you know, and and what will he do potentially now with a new quarterback if they choose to do as you say? If that is a signal for them to say, okay, we've got a new quarterbacks coach. Are there some new quarterbacks ahead of Ryan Tannehill as well? Yeah, keep in mind London is coming from 
Atlanta, where they had Marcus Mariota this year, who's a definitely a different style quarterback than Ryan Tannehill was. They had the rookie Desmond Ritter. It, it you know, it, it, it's not hard to connect that dot and say, well, this is a guy who's uh, who has some experience with this uh, with, with these dual threat quarterbacks. And, and we should note that former Titans quarterback or offensive coordinator Todd Downing is now with the New York Jets as their pass game coordinator. And, and there are reports that, uh, that, that the Jets are interested in, uh, in Ryan Tannehill. So Denard, you, you didn't answer the question before. Uh, we're going to come back to it. Do you, you know, all these moves that between what the Titans did and, 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 you know, Todd Downing with the Jets, do you, do you, do you glean anything about the Titans quarterback situation from all of this? That's why I didn't answer is it's just all rumors. <laughs> it's rumors. No, that has nothing to do with, uh, no, no. It's just like me was, you know, as I alluded to the fact of Brandon cooks, could that be a possibility because of the relationship he has with Tim Kelly? No, I don't think that that hire was made by New York just to get Ryan Tannehill to come to the jets. Uh, that's just what we put uh, in the media to uh, bring awareness to a situation that's probably not going to happen. But is it a possibility? You never know in this business, David. Uh, I don't think so. Next year, I do believe that the quarterback for Tennessee will be Ryan Tannehill. And the year that he has in Nashville next year depends on, I don't know, he might end up somewhere down the line, somewhere else. We don't know yet. It, it should be noted, too, that, that Downing is the uh, the second um former Titans coach to end up there offensive line, you know, the, the, the offensive coordinator, offensive line coach pairing, you know, Keith Carter, the offensive line coach uh, who was fired this off season. It has also ended up with the, uh, with the jets where he and uh, he and head coach Robert Saleh were, uh, were quality control assistants together with the, uh, with the Seahawks back in the day. So it all, all comes back to, uh, to relationships in these moves apparently. And, uh, and we'll see what uh, what develops over the next week or so. But that is going to do it for this episode of Believe in Titans podcast. Uh, John Glennon, thanks as always for your uh, for your input, and have a good week, my friend. Same to you guys. Thank you, Denard. Uh, thank you, sir, and uh, all the best this week. Same. Thank you, David. Thank you, and I am David Beauclair, and we will be back th- next week with a uh, with another episode of Believe in Titans podcast. Brought to you by Bet Online. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.